Hawks Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. Say it with your chest! It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live. You hear the bell. It's time to talk that talk. Moore and I will pick several topics and give you our thoughts about it. And, you know, we want you guys to text in and let us know what you think. 206-421-3776. We've got some interesting texts so far. Paul Moya. Now it's time I'm, to pre- I'm pretending to be you texting. They're saying, <laughs> what about the wide receiver? I said, no one cares about the wide receiver. They're divas. They're divas. Yes. They make the big plays, though, Moore. No, they don't, just Don't think. you? Don't like you hate think. on us? Are right, the biggest plays made this year for the Seahawks have been by who? Aren't we doing talk to talk? You're <laughs> <laughs> throwing me off here. I'm just, I'm just questioning. Qu- Quandre Diggs. And the wide receiver. Diggs. Moya. Okay. Safety. Anyway, okay. Right. Talk that talk. Here's my question Here for you, Paul Moyer. Will we see a 100-yard performance from Rashad Penny before the season is over? If... Uh, <sighs> If you had to ask me, if if Collins wasn't coming back this week, I might have said yes, particularly against Houston, you know, who just gave up over 200 yards to Indianapolis. But you know, we're I just don't know if he's had quite enough opportunities. Um, if it happens, it needs to happen this week because after that, we've got you know some time. We got the Rams, good defense. Um, Chicago, good defense. Arizona, good defense, possibly Detroit, but Detroit I don't think is uh, terrible against the run defense either. So I'm going to say no because I just don't think he's going to get quite enough opportunities, but I really did like what I saw uh, last week. Right, you see it in him. You're like, okay, because if he gets over 100 yards, it has to be within five to eight carries because I think that's all he's going to get. I think he needs to like to break one for 50, another one for 10 to 12, and then some smaller runs after that. I think that's the only way it's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen because of Alex Collins, because Adrian Peterson, because of DJ Dallas. I think he has his niche right now. And his niche is going to be, let's get him the ball in a space. Let's give him the rock on third and long when people don't expect us to really run the football and see if he can break one for a big one. So let me let me rephrase that question, because I think actually NASA, who put this one together, did write it. He said, will we see a 100-yard performance? So overall. Overall. Overall, I think we can see that. Okay. That, he, that changes yeah, my thinking. Yeah, 62 last week, I believe, when uh, it comes to rushing and passing. passing. It was around 60-something. Yeah. Overall, overall yardage. And I think he's going to get more touches. I, Adrian Peterson, from what I heard, wasn't out at practice much this week. And they don't have to, because he's on the practice squad again, they don't have to actually show any injury updates uh, on that, so we don't know about that. Um, but they want to see what Rashad can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Alex has been very good for us. I think, uh, I think he's going to get some, some, some touches this week. So now I'm going to change it. All right. I, I'm going to say he's going to get it. If we're talking overall. Yeah. Yeah. He almost got it last week. Yeah. Yeah. Against, a, against a really good defense. Yeah. Overall. We'll see it. Okay. Well, let's, let's stay to the offense. This will be a big offensive performance if it happens. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson will throw for 300 yards on Sunday. Russell Wilson. Three. By the way, he's only done that one time this year, and that was against Tennessee early yeah. in the season. Tennessee, he's got 254. He's got 298 against Minnesota, 209 versus Pittsburgh, 
247 and 231 his last two performances. I'm going to go out and say, yeah, he's trending. I think he's moving in the right direction. Now, I know the Houston, I almost called them the Rockets, the Houston Texans. Texans is tough for me. What they do well is they take the football out the air. They got 14 interceptions. That's seventh in the NFL. Um, so if there's something they do good, it's, it, it comes to the pass game. But I think that this is the week. I think Lockett got his eight targets. DK got his eight targets. You sprinkle in the screen game. They're they're definitely definitely trying to get the screen game going. As many screens as they ran last week, they weren't really successful. One to Rashad Penny, I think it was a 25-yard pick. It was the most successful one. You saw what they did with Gerald Everett. We're seeing more when it comes to the pass game. This is the week, 300. And by the way, I don't have a problem them not working all the time. I, I like, again, we're to me we're running more quick screens than actual delay screens yeah. where, you know, you're, you're, if they are playing zone, you want to get the linebackers and safeties deep, and then we just drop it over the defensive line, and, you know, you got a, a, a posse, you know, leading the way. I'd like to see a little bit more, more of those also. But um, I, I'm going to say no uh, in – the reason why is I'm really hoping we do what we did last week. He averaged six and a half, seven yards per attempt, 30 for 37, 232 yards. Yeah. Um, you know, he normally he, he averages nine, 10 yards per attempt. He would have had a, over 300 yards by a long shot last week. And there were times last week where I went, yes, he threw it to Tyler Lockett. It was second down, you know, whatever the number, let's just say 10. Threw it to him for six yards. He could have waited. He could have waited to see if another guy was opening up behind him, but he didn't. He said, I'm going to give it to him and see if he does something. It came up third down and four. We make we converted. And I go, that's what you do. You just you know keep putting yourselves in good position. But I think we're going to be able to run the football. I just don't think he's going to enough opportunities again. I'm going to say the more likely that we run the ball a lot and have big numbers than throwing it. All right. All right. Here we go. Who is the unsung hero of the Seahawks? this season who I didn't get a chance to think long enough on this one but I'm gonna throw one out there Nick below ah you took did I yeah I was gonna say Nick but I'll, I'll switch it up go ahead well partly is last week it's so fresh in my mind and you know he, he had the block and and I don't know if you watched the block for Adrian Peterson on that touchdown yep. run and then he is it, and Nick said it Nick God, he was so funny he goes he didn't even know who I was I, I, <laughs> I had to introduce myself <laughs> and like you know Adrian's going to chest you know bump bump him and he was like who who are you? Um, it was really funny, but what a block. And he took the guy and ran him all the way into the end zone. It was it was incredible. And then on top of that, you know, he also made a block on the fake punt that went for the touchdown, and he did that all the way from the other side. And then he also caused a fumble. Um, the guy can do anything, and he's playing at such a high level for a guy who's been in the league for 11 years. He was probably our best linebacker in preseason. Um, you know, and he can play fullback, which they did down by the goal line. He's been a phenomenal spe- special teamer. I've been saying phenomenal a lot tonight. It's my new word. <laughs> um, but he really has been. And uh, I, I hope he makes, you know, all pro special teamer because I think he's such a special player. All right. Unsung hero, man. I was going to go with Nick Ballor. I think that's a good pick. I think he does a lot. You can stay with it. No, I, I, I like to switch it up. Man, okay. you, got, you got Nick Ballor. I'm just going to go with Michael Dixon. I think that the way that he puts the ball inside the 10-yard line, he switches field position. This defense has allowed teams to go for long drives, Moyer, 14, 15, 16. A lot of the reason for that is because Michael's pinning them back and making them go for that. 
in the last couple weeks, they have forced long drives, and this defense has been able to come off on top and give this offense either seal the game or give the offense an opportunity to win the game. So I'm going to go with the punter. Big ups to Dave Wyman, baby. I hope you listen. I know you love talking oh, about punters, Dave Wyman. It was Wyman. even hard for me to listen to that one. <laughs> I'm going with Michael Dixon. I, I kind of wish you had have gone first. That would have that would have helped me out along the way. All right, we got we got time for one more. Where's Where's producer Mike, Mike there? Yep. All right, yeah, how about this plenty one? Time, plenty of time. All right, good. Okay, the Seahawks will win the rest of their games and finish nine and eight. You know what? I'm glad you asked me this question first because I feel like I know where you're going to go. Do you? I'm going to go. They're not going to win the rest of these games. You're going to beat the Texans. Okay. And then you got to go to L.A. where the Rams have. They know you. They got you. Then you go to the Bears. You're gonna, or excuse me, Bears come to you. You're gonna win that game. Then you play the Lions. Who knows if you win that game? Just because the Lions are playing better football than what people give them credit. And then to cap it off, you have to finish with the Arizona Cardinals, the best football team in the NFL right now. The Arizona Cardinals. Well, you only need you only need them to lose one. Don't see it happen. So you, you're saying they don't even get past the Rams. No, what was the question? You said they'll win the Finish. rest of their games. Right. And so yeah. just you said basically no. we're losing to the Rams, so you, we could have stopped right there. Could have stopped point. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you wanted to really <laughs> emphasize it. No, I just I just wanted to to really lay it out for the folks who don't have the schedule sitting out in front of them. All right. So let me let me help people out here. Oh, no way. That's offensive interference. And by the way, you know you're a 12, a legit 12 when the, the team you need to leave, lose, Minnesota Vikings, who's playing uh, Pittsburgh right now, who were up twenty nine at one, to seven at one point, and then it was twenty nine to uh, uh, fourteen. And NASA walks in. He goes, "We got a chance. <laughs> There's eleven minutes to go." And then all of a sudden, it's twenty nine to twenty. They missed a two point conversion, and then to me, that's offensive interference because he pushes off right there uh. and gets. A, Come on, man! Come on. That is offensive interference. You pushed me. Did you not see and extend? We lost the Super the Bowl DB in two thousand and five. His arm, though. I don't care. That's <laughs> talking about the offensive interference. All right. So here's the thing: the Seahawks are going to get to eight and eight because we're going to beat Houston. Mm-hmm. The Rams are struggling, and look, they, we we owe them with chip on our shoulder. We're going to win that. Chicago, Detroit, you know, you already mentioned that. Now it comes down to Arizona. And it really comes down to at Arizona, is that a meaningful game for Arizona? They're what, 9 and 2? They're uh, 10 and 2. 10 and 2. You know, do they, can they wrap up the number one seed? They wrap up the number one seed, we go 9 and 8. If they got to play for the number one seed, and. We're not. We don't have a shot for the playoffs. That would, that that would be my one. Uh oh. So I'm going to say we're going nine and eight. Though we're going to win them. Too many contingencies in your answers. I'm, but for you know what? I'm, but many. the listeners are they're following me and they go, oh yeah, I get it. I, I get what you're going there. You just said the Rams at the Rams. Yeah. They know us. Well, we know them. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> when we return, we'll go inside the film room. Travis Homer, 73-yard touchdown on a fake punt. Quandre Diggs intercepts Jimmy G. Then Russell Wilson finds Tyler Lockett for a 12-yard touchdown. That's next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Hawks Live every Thursday. I'm Michael Bombers with Paul Moyer. Thursday night football is going down. The Minnesota Vikings are up 36-20 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But now it's time for us to go into the film room. 
we love watching film. We love breaking it down. We send texts to each other throughout the weeks talking about the plays that we've seen. And the first play we're going to break down was the play that got the scoring going for the Seattle Seahawks. The Hawks come out, they go 3-0. and out, But you know what? Fake punt alert. Travis Homer goes 73 yards for a touchdown on a fake punt. Brandon Ayuk and a fake. The fake is coming near side 40. Midfield is Travis Homer. 40. He's going to go 30. He's running 20, 15, 10, 5. Flips into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks. 73 yards. Pull out all the stops on the first drive of the game. Score any way you can. And the Seahawks just did on a fake punt. Travis Homer, the up back, takes the snap, goes around the left side, and takes it 73. Had a blocker in front, cuts back inside, and he was gone. Man, he there's, gone. There, there's so many good things in this. The first is just how much fun they're having. They're, they're running down the field with their arms in the air, but look, this is such a gutsy play. Um, and I, I love Nick Ballour talked about it after the game. You know, it's the fourth play of the game. I yeah. mean, we're we're three and out. Um, we're on our own twenty-seven yard line. I'm wondering if we do this if we're seven and three. You know, against San Francisco because when you're looking at the the formation, it doesn't look like they're outflanked. Uh, the Forty ers I mean, they got three guys to the to our left. We've got three blockers there. Basically, he's wide enough. It looks like that he's going to be able to contain it on on uh, DJ Dallas but there are so many good things in this uh, so let's just talk about this play first of all Nick Ballore talked about it he said what what happened he said well Travis Homer called it and he called it and we decided we're going to go for it you know we practiced it we we knew what it was it's his call but I'm going was Pete going no no <laughs> there's 14 minutes left in the first quarter um we're backed up but backed you know up. so first of all Tyler Ott who's the, our our long snapper this is such a good snap i mean it's it's not like he's just one player removed from the center he's almost two players removed so uh, how do would i describe it i mean he almost threw it to him sideways underhand you know under his legs really good dj dallas fun, again i'm going to use phenomenal phenomenal job of getting wide and to hook the the end on the line of scrimmage um Actually, all of them, you know, and then I'm going to throw Nick Ballour on this one. Nick is on the far right side, and he cuts through and ends up getting the key block on Ayuk at the at the end. If he doesn't hustle on this play, maybe he makes the tackle. It's still going to be a first down. We get the ball around the, you know, 30-yard line or so. Everybody just hustling, doing their job. And that's why this is execution. If they If we don't execute this and they stop us, they call us the dumbest coaches <laughs> they, that we got to get new special team coach, yep. a new head coach. And now all of a sudden we're geniuses. You know why? Because the players executed it perfectly. That was so much fun. And I said I would never do what Dave does during a broadcast. I go, oh, oh. <laughs> and I did it in the beginning of this one. And it was the fourth play of the game. What I love about this play, it's it's a numbers game, Right. You got Travis Homer, who's on the left side of the center. The center has his guard, his tackle, and then the wing. All right, and then to the left side, the Niners have three football players. So if you just look at the box, it's three on four. So technically, Travis Homer is free. The key to this 
the double team on the gunners on the outside. Yeah. Because typically there's another guy. They're one-on-one. They got another guy spying to make sure nothing nothing goes down. They got two guys on the gunners on the outside. So I think that that's probably what made this play because you're going to get this look in traditional punt formation. Mm -hmm. They're going to balance you out. You'll be good to go. Travis Homer sees the double team to the gunner and says, all right, here's my chance right here. So uh, what tells me he's he's good at simple math. Count your guys up. Boom, 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 boom. Double team over there. This is the look. Let's go. But you're right. A lot has to go right. The snap has to go right. Travis Homer has to sell it. If you look at Travis Homer, he's standing straight up. He's not like giving any kind of indication that he's going to get the football right there. Center snaps it perfectly, turns his shoulder on the three tech that's over there, walls him off, allows Ballore to get upfield, and he's playing football, man. Yeah, because I, when I look at this, you're right, it's three on three, but I got enough. You know, I got to have someone, you know, get off a blocker or, or, or shed the block. You know, you've got seven yards, you got to go for a first down. I don't need to make the play on the line of scrimmage. You know, I just got to give some ground on this. The key is we've got to hook this guy. On, but we got to hook these first two guys yeah. for sure. Yeah. And uh, Radigan as well as DJ Dallas. And again, I'm going to show youth has been served, you guys. We got, you know, Homer on this play. You've got uh, Cody Barton. I mean, there's just a lot of young guys who made huge plays in this game. Yep. Big play. Another big play. Quandre Diggs intercepts Jimmy G in the third quarter. Garoppolo going to throw. Stops. Looks and throws in the middle. Ball is intercepted. Coming back to the near side. It's Diggs at the 40. The 35 to 30 runs out of bounds. Jimmy Garoppolo throwing deep and overthrows everybody except Mr. Diggs with the interception. And Quandre now on the season. That is his fourth pick. Shooting for five, which is what he had last year, a 26-yard return. And again, the Seahawks have the ball in great field position. Well, I want to thank Jimmy G for this one. <laughs> you know, uh, if this is really well played. I'm going to start it from the very get-go um, by Jordan Brooks. He, he's got two wide receivers to his left that are kind of in a stack or, or a tight bunch uh, uh, position. And he gets depth, and he actually kind of rubs – uh, one of the the wide receivers, just enough to throw him off balance, thank goodness. And then the guy who's working his way on a deep in route, uh, Bobby Wagner gets how, – how, how far back is Bobby on this? He's 10, 12. Again, this is what we're always 15. talking about. Yeah, we're, this is why linebacker, if you get depth, it's easy to come back downhill. And if you read the quarterback, you know, and make an easy three, four-yard, five-yard play on a pass. In this case, because of that, we got – you know, both of them jumped. Uh, got a. I don't know if we tipped it or not, but it made Jimmy have to throw the ball high, and and Quandre does what he does, and that's uh, plays the ball and makes a really good interception. You know, it's, it, again, it, it, thank goodness we got Jimmy G. It's also a pretty good rush, which allows, which forces Jimmy to throw the ball quicker than he wants. Because if he had a held it, they got a wide receiver on a very deep. Backside mm-hmm. flag route, you know, working all the way on the really deep in route on the other side. Um, so there's so much that goes into interceptions, right? Good drops by our linebackers to make sure that he has to throw the ball high. You got a free safety; he reads the quarterback and the ball. Um, you got uh, backside the corner who's who's all over Ayuk, so he doesn't have anywhere to go there. We got a good pass rush that doesn't allow for this second deep uh, in to develop. So uh, it's just a good play. And then we're just getting better in these type of plays. What I like most about this is Quandre Diggs. That deep cross in, whatever you want to call it, the one that's on top of the end that uh, that Jimmy throws right there, 
that could have influenced him. He could have just jumped all over it and ran, and now he's not there for that interception. But he's in such good position prior to the throw that he's able to look at Jimmy G's eyes and be patient, right? Because he got his depth. He's staying on top. He sees that that number two receiver going across the field, and he knows this is what Jimmy likes to do. His last interception against Jimmy was something similar. An in-breaking route, he stays on top, middle of the field, boom, I pick you off because, one, my D-line's getting pressure and my linebackers are getting depth, forcing you to throw that ball high. What he's, I, I tell my quarterbacks all the time, if you miss, you miss low. You never miss high. You miss low. You know what I just noticed on this play? Jordan Brooks would have intercepted it. He gets pass interference against him or against the uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver pushes him down. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't push him down, he plays this so well. I, did, I mean, I knew he played it well initially. I thought Bobby was the one who really made the, uh, him have to throw it high. But Bobby just reads the quarterback and jumps. But the reason why he throws it high is because he's looking at where Jordan is, is covering him. And Jordan actually runs the route for him. I mean, this is really well played. And again, obviously for Diggs to, to finish it off. And you know, that's what we need. We just we needed turnovers to help the offense, you know, better field position. And we're starting to get them. We scored off of this one, didn't score off of Bobby Wagner's interception, but we'll that take was the it. crazy first quarter where yeah. it's like you you turn it over, we'll turn it over, you turn it over, yeah. Fake punt, all that stuff. Hot potato, so we call it. Yeah. All right, when we return, we'll go around the NFL. The Patriots won a game throwing just three times. Buffalo reporter and Bill's player getting to it. Can the Ravens overcome all their injuries? Into the road for Ryan Fitzpatrick. We'll talk about that next here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Welcome back to Hawks Live. If you are a true 12, like our producer, Nasa Choby, you are locked into this Thursday night game. Minnesota's up 36-28. to 28. We need Minnesota to lose this ball game. The Steelers are driving oh, right now. Man, what a catch. P.I. Claypool makes a great play. They call it that P.I.? It was P.I. and a catch. Mm, all take, right. take your pick. But it was 29-7. to 7. Yeah, you never know. And NASA, t- look, when you're around the Seahawks organization, you live in a positive world. And he came in, he goes, it's not over. It's 29-14. I'm like, dude, it's a, and it's 29-20. Dude, it's 35. It's not over. Not over yet. Watch and by the way, game. when Pittsburgh wins this game, my, yeah. my 9-8 and eight starting to look better. Starting now. to look good. Yep. Look at Mo better. Mo better. Well, if you weren't watching football on Monday, you missed some historic stuff. All right. The Pages won the game just passing the ball three times. They rushed it 46 times. 46 times. Are we back in like 1945 here, Moyer? San Francisco ran at 44 and 42 and 39. But they threw it 19 times. (laughs) They threw the ball three times, times, man. I played in a game in New England um, my last year, second to the last year, and it was uh, 30 degrees and it was blowing 40, 50 miles an hour. I mean, you couldn't really throw the ball. And it was one of those. I mean, I bet each team threw it about 10 times. It was just a, a run fest. This one was even bigger gales, and they had rain coming as well. Yeah. But three times? Three times. I, I'd never seen that. I remember one of their receptions. It was uh, Judon Smith, I believe, the tight end, uh, made a ridiculous play. Mac Jones, elbow low, tossed it up. He, he looked like um, Snohomish youth football <laughs> <laughs> over there. All right, but after the game, there was an interesting exchange from Bill's reporter and Bill's safeties, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Sorry. 
40 years since the team has won a game running that two classroom game. He's passing that every time. Is that embarrassing? I mean, what kind Boy, of question? what are we doing, bro? What kind of question is that? I think we keep, I think keep we that, keep uh, seven points. Yeah, we, 14, uh, four, or, 14 to 14. 14 to 10. Is that the final score? We made stops when we had to. They had one big run. I mean, they got good backs. They, yeah. All right. um, they kept coming back to a couple of runs. I mean, I don't know how you want us to answer that question. That's funny. Well, I, we'll remember that. I'll remember that. I come here every single week and I answer your questions truthfully, honestly. I appreciate you guys. Don't do that. Don't do that. In my day, play advantage of that kind of question. Here's my day. Here's, here's my issue. It's a valid question. It should be the, like, what does the defense need to do to make sure that doesn't happen? It's not like... I felt like he just came from the, are you embarrassed? I'm like, were you out there? Did you see the the conditions? Like, they weren't going to throw the football. They were going to run the football. Mac Jones doesn't have the strongest arm. That's why Joss Allen was able to throw the ball 17, 20 times, I believe he threw it, because he just has a strong arm. So it's the conditions, it's Mac Jones, and it's just how you ask the question. Like, are you embarrassed? It's like almost challenging your manhood. Once yeah. you start getting personal, start challenging someone's manhood, I'm not mad at their response. Well, and then when the guy said, don't do that, in my day, and I go, well, in your day, they were professional reporters, and they knew how to ask a question. Mm -hmm. I never had anybody say, are you embarrassed because you got beat by that guy? These guys are professional athletes. And and here's the thing. You can actually win games just running the football. Stopping the run is, for defensive coaches, we spend a lot of time because the coordination behind it takes so much time. You can't be in the wrong gap. Yeah. You know, there's so many, you know, again, not to, you know, Bellevue High School won a state championship and I think threw it one time yeah. in the playoffs. You know, I'm exaggerating. Maybe they threw no, it no, five. No. They literally threw it one time. Yeah. And so if you can't, you know, we're trying to win the football game. We're not trying to have statistics. And I thought the players actually handled it pretty good. I really, I would have been, I wouldn't even, I would have just walked away from them. So you know, you know what I like? Idiot. He goes, we'll remember that. Oh yeah! Next time you need a quote, you need a story. Yeah. You you got to lean on us for your for your column. You're gonna write? No, we remember that. Next question. Moving on to the next guy. There's so many ways. You, it, it, I would have loved to for them to say, "Hey, why don't you go back and learn learn how to actually professionally ask a question? Because what do you want out of this? Mm-hmm. You want to know if I'm embarrassed because we lost, or because they only threw it three times and we're playing in 50 mile an hour winds and it's cold and it's raining? You know, I yeah, just yeah." Don't get me started. So now they also played against the GOAT when it comes to coaches, Bill Belichick, right? And there was a question from a reporter pretty much asking McDermott if you got out-schemed. Let's not give more credit than we need to give credit to Bill Belichick in this one. It was, um, whether it's Bill or anybody else, they beat us, right? But you sit here and you tell me when they start with the average starting, when we start with the average starting field position of the 40-yard line and he starts with the 23-yard line, and I'm rounding up in both cases, and we were one for four in the red zone, and they were zero for one in the red zone. You give me that ahead of time, saying I like my chances. I like my chances. So it's not. I don't think, with all due respect, it's not a Bill Belichick type thing. It's what are you doing with the opportunities you got? What are you doing with the opportunities you got? We turned the ball over at the plus thirty some yard line. Sloppy football. Sloppy football. So I'm very comfortable in that situation. I like it. I actually do like it. And you know what he was saying there? What? 
he was saying is it wasn't coaching. It's players. We were in the red zone four time. We we didn't get it done. We we held them. They were only in the red zone once. This is about players. You know what I do like about Bill Belichick, and here's where he they're right on the coaching. Bill does not play for statistics. Not at all. Bill plays to find a way, what's the best way for us to win? If it's to run it 50 times one game or throw it 50 times or to blitz every down or to play zone every single snap, we're going to do that. We're going to find the best matchups. He is a great coach at that. I I totally agree. But I don't think they schemed them. There were some you know turnovers. They got the lead. Now you're trying to find a way to, to just get back in the game. Um, but I, you know, I get it. You also get – you're tired of hearing – you know, Bill Belichick's this genius. Well, you know what? He's won that division 17 times. You know how many times he won it without uh, Tom Brady? None. Okay. Until so, this year. He's going to well, win Well, we'll year. see. It ain't over. It but, ain't. It, you know, if he wins the Super Bowl, because I really do believe the greatest coach in NFL history is Joe Gibbs. And people, a lot of people say, who's Joe Gibbs? I go, well, he's the only quarter or coach to win a Super Bowl with three different quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. none of them are in the Hall of Fame. Not a one. Every other coach... They have their Tom Brady. They have their Troy Aikman. They have their super stud quarterback that that carries it for them. You win two Super Bowls with two different quarterbacks. Oh, people are screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, not not to cut Moyer off, but the Steelers had a chance to at least have an opportunity to tie the ball game. Final play of the game. They go into the end zone. Bang, bang, play. Receiver does not come up with the football. But now I'm with you, Moyer. See what they do this year. Belichick's a heck of a coach. I mean, yeah. you can't take that away. Um, but for him to be kind of like Tom Brady, where Tom Brady separated himself from the debate. He, it's, there's no longer debate who the GOAT is, right? Yeah, not at all. When you win, when you walked away from that coach, mm-hmm. if Bill wins one without Tom, he separates. And he probably already has, but he separates. Here's the only so. thing about Bill. He needs to manufacture the pieces around him. It's harder as the coach to do it. As a player, when you leave and you go to a spot and you start inviting cats to come play with you, it looks a little bit different. But, hey, we shall see. You know what? I hope Bill gets one just to make that conversation even that much more difficult. As long as he gets one when we're not in the playoffs. Yep, I'm with that. All right, when we return, we will give you the show recap. Final thoughts, keys to victory, all that good stuff here on Hawks Live. Hawks live every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Putting a ball on this thing, Paul Moya. Hawks live every Thursday right here on 710 ESPN. Thank you for joining us. We're trying to do something as a Seahawks organization that they haven't done all year. You know what that is? Win two in a row. Win two in a row. And this is the week to do it, Paul Moyer. They got Davis Mills over there at quarterback. Tyrod Taylor was not playing great. Their leading rusher is now with the Saints. Brandon Cook's good receiver over 700 yards. Nothing to write home about. You got um, a defense that struggles against the pass, struggles against the run. I mean, Goodness gracious. Let's go. I was on Wyman and Bob's show today, and they said, do you know any players on Houston? And I said, yeah, I know a few. But then I didn't really know the backup. I mean, I'd heard a little bit about it, but I didn't remember where he went to school. You know, So Davis Mills, rookie out of Stanford. <laughs> Outside of Brandon Cooks, name me a wide receiver. You can't, man. Don't you got it. Nico Collins. Don't got it. Davian Davis. Uh, I mean, 
I am looking at the this board here. I know I know David Johnson again. He he been around for a long time. I know I know uh, Britt. I know Justin Britt. I know Jacob Martin. Jacob, I mean Justin Britt. You know, I can't. Jacob Martin. By the way, that's a good story. Yeah. I think he lead. Does he lead them in sacks? No, he's four. second or third. He has four. four second, second, uh, which is a pretty good story because they they brought him in originally. They were on a three four defense. Now they're I think they're on a four three. So it doesn't fit perfect for him. Mm-hmm. It was really good when he was a three four, and he was a guy that. We liked. I mean, we gave him up. I think we traded him for Javier uh, and Clowney. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm happy for him. You know, he was a kid that you, you definitely were root, you were rooting for. They got Grugier, Grugier Hill, at the uh, linebacker spot. 88 tackles, three sacks, ten tackles for loss, two passes defended, one interception. You can't even sell that, bro. You can't <laughs> no. say his name. No. Come on, man. It's Grugier. What you mean? It's Grugier. Sure. It's Grugier. I'm sure that's right. It's Grugier. I'm, I'm positive. I, I YouTubed it. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I'm looking at their whole defense. No, nope. no. All, right, all right. So what you're saying is this is a game that Hawks fans can circle as a win. Well, if, I, if the Hawks normally do not win this game in the old days, in the old back in back in the old days when you used to answer questions without, I think so. Did you feel like after last week? We've won games before, but you know we got to go to Indianapolis. We didn't know anything was broke then. Uh, then you know we beat Jacksonville. We got Geno there. We blow them out, but you know it was Jacksonville. They hadn't won a game. Maybe they had won one game at that point. This one does feel different to me, and mainly because the way we played physically, both sides of the ball. The last two and a half quarters, I, I and I felt like we had fun, and I know I get it's easy to have fun when you win, but just the way we were celebrating, the energy that was in the stadium, I really hope it carries over, and you know that somehow we we find this magical run, and, and again, I just want the last game of the year to be meaningful, whatever that means. And now they got to go on the road. Early start means nothing anymore yeah. to this organization. Back in my day, we were pretty bad, um, and this is this reminds me of a game that you schedule pre-conference, non-conference game, right? You're like, look, we schedule this game because we feel like we have a really good chance to win it. Our guys need it. <laughs> I think this game is coming at the right at the right time. Like, the special teams made plays. You know what we're missing? Myers needs to be better. He's missed five field goals this year. He missed none last year. He needs to be better. I think you get Myers. Like, you should be able to get inside the 30, 35, and have guaranteed three points. I remember those days. So we've seen the special team step it up last week. They scored a touchdown. Nick Valor has been going crazy. The offense does this thing. The defense holds the 49ers to 71 rushing yards. These guys were killing it prior to that. What's missing? Myers. Let's go, Myers. That, that's it? That's it. Well, I'm just I'm, I'm looking at his statistics here and how he's been successful. Ed, I won't, um, he, look, he's missed one from 30 to 39. He's missed two from 40 to 49. He's missed two 50-plus. And last week he had no shot. The wind was in his face. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he bleaked it a little bit to the right. I don't know if he had quite enough leg on that one. I don't know if that's that's it. I think special teams has really come on strong. Um, you know, again, last week they were ridiculous what they did. Here's another thing. You know what Pete's always done in the past? He's always got the young guys playing time. And we haven't as much the last two years. But last week, a lot of young guys but by, by injury. Uh, and, that, again, I have always believed you, you throw them in there with the starters. They don't have to play them a bunch. You know, a few plays just so they get used to the speed of the game and, 
and aren't intimidated when they're really their role time comes into play. And that could be next year when maybe some other guys leave and we're expecting them to play. Yeah. You never want to put someone in who's got no experience. And so, again, I, there was five, six guys last week. And, again, for me, Penny. Penny, you know, if, that may not be done yet. I mean, that's the first time where I said, okay, there's some life there. Eskridge, we finally got to see. He made two big catches on that drive right before the half. Yep. He had the one on the uh, on the side. That we didn't have any timeouts. And so the one on the side, he made a guy miss, got out of bounds. And then the one uh, that he scored the touchdown, if he gets tackled there, we're going to have to kill it. Uh, and that's going to be close. He makes that guy miss for a touchdown. So it shows his shake and, and what he can do when, you know, when he gets the ball in his hand. Let's, let's, uh, let's bank on a big return this week. Okay. I think that's another thing we're missing. Yes, Myers needs to make his field yeah, yeah, goals. There you go. But I think another a big return would be nice as well. The biggest return we've had all all year was a touchdown, but it was on an onside kick from Travis Homer. <laughs> Homer, he's got two. <laughs> he's got two special team touchdowns. Man, two. I forgot about that one. Who, who was that against? That was uh. That was the against Nass. It was talking about the Jaguars game. No. When uh, Travis, oh, they did. Oh, it was Jaguar. They, they scored. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shame on you for scoring and taking away the shutout. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll stick it to you there. It was the Jags. It was the Jags. Man. Yeah, put them away. Remember they? Yeah, Urban Meyer practicing. You yeah. know why? You know practicing. why? You know why I don't remember? Why? Because that was like two months ago. Our last Halloween. Morning. It was remember. I mean, yeah, it, was it was Halloween. It was that long ago. Yeah, that's that's nuts. So yeah, good good to have a win. It just felt better, you know. And again, winning takes care of a lot of things. And you know, you stop, you get excited to go to practice. Uh, you know, all those lovely things. Russell Wilson is going to have his biggest game of the year. Is he this week? I think he is because he's healthy. I think confident, healthy, confident competition. Calling, the play calling, play calling. I think it all comes together because we saw we saw them force a screen game, right? We saw them run the ball on third down. It was third and medium. They're running the football. We saw Tyler Lockett and DK get their targets. Even Gerald Everett, he's going to have a better game this week. I think all around, everyone has played well. We saw Jordan Brooks lead the team in tackles. It wasn't uh, Bobby Wags this year. We saw turnovers. Diggs had a turnover. Bobby, it feels, everything just feels right right now. Yeah, and again, if we don't have our three three turnovers, which we kind of gave them. You know, he had the touchdown where he bobbled it, he kicks it with his foot, it goes up in the air. Who who would have known? Now, we end up getting a safety after that, but um, still, that would have been a touchdown. And then that one uh, quick screen, you know, he just didn't quite secure it, and the guy comes in there and, and knocks it. What was the other one? It was another fumble. Another fumble. A fumble on the uh, shovel pass. Oh, the shot. Yeah. By the way, the 49ers played that so well. And some people said, well, that's a dumb play. I go, it's actually a brilliant play, a offensive call. And and here's why we don't I, I don't think we had any do we had timeouts I can't remember what it was, but you do a shovel pass and if they do play it right and it gets knocked down it's an incomplete pass you know the the, the play stops um, and that situation if it had have also you know had stopped we had a fumble we probably kick a field goal in that situation because it'd been fourth and two uh, at the time um, I actually like to play I think it's a really hard play to stop 49ers for us for never running it man it was like they knew it was coming. Um, but I, I I did like the play. Can't believe it. It, it fumbled. He, I can He probably did not sleep that night. Nah, uh, I'm not mad at the play call. No, it was a good. Play. And I'm not mad at you for hanging out with me for another Thursday, man. I appreciate it's you. It's always fun. It may be my last one because I don't. I, I'm not in next week. Yeah, I'm not in. I may call in though just for the fun. Call in, say hello then, yeah. boy. Yeah. All right, man. I want to give special thanks to John Clayton for joining the show. Our board operator DJ Wilder. 
Our executive producer, Nasa Chobi. The Seahawks pregame show was live this Sunday starting at 7 a.m. Bright.